Blog Talk Radio. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. is January Jones. She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. And if you're not, it's going to get better right now. I'm January Jones, and I would like to welcome you to our podcast today. As many of you know, my brand is now the Glitter Granny. And I wear a different colored hat each show. And today I'm wearing my numerology hat, which just so happens to be purple. Now for my listeners, let me ask you a question. Have numbers ever affected your life? Tell me, do you have a lucky number? I do. I think we all do. Have you ever wondered about numerology? We all have. And can you imagine what it would be like to meet a real live numerologist? Well, today you're going to get that wish. You could meet someone who will tell you all about it. Today, we'd like you to consider numbers and how they affect your life. If you can answer yes, or maybe to any of these questions, you are in the right place. And I'd like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So now it's time. Go get some cheese and crackers, relax, and enter the no-wine zone. Let me tell you about my guest today. She assists individuals and organizations to navigate the dynamics of change and become master builders of their futures, relationships, and their successes. She provides clients with remarkable insights through the unique combination of analysis and forecasting. Ancient and uh, numerology, plus the wisdom gained from her experience in the business markets and the intensive study and use of the intuitive spiritual systems. 
It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, she's been our guest before, Gail Minagu, and Gail is visiting with us today from Los Angeles. Hi, Gail. How you doing? Good morning, afternoon, where you are. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's wonderful to have you on the show. You've been on the show before, and Mm -hmm. this is the first time we get to have you on TV podcast and get to see you and meet you. What a joy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It is for me, too. I'm very excited every time I get to have someone on who's been on the show, but I've only heard their voice. Now I get to see you. Um, Let me ask you, before we start with uh, the interview, how has the uh, pandemic uh, affected you, uh, your career, and uh, numerology in general? Well, uh, the the year, I I pin kind of the year of March 20 was really when the curtain came down, and it really affected my business tremendously. I mean, it affected my life. You know, you you all of a sudden were shut in and shut down, mm-hmm. and you just had to live with it. And you did. And it was the same time I was. It was in February of that year that my husband also fell and got a severe brain injury, which put him in a in Cedars, and he promptly picked up. Anyway, he picked up COVID, and so. It's been a long three years. Oh, yeah. uh, this finally, um, you know, a lot of the, ex- the moratoriums on this and that are coming down and everything else. But the first year was the worst year. And then you start to adjust. You just adjust. You make all these adjustments. You do Zoom. You do, you know, and bit by bit, you accommodate and you stay very connected to the invisible world. Because if you can't do that, you're going to be buffeted here in a crazy way. It's really very hard to be human and so the the three years that have gone by now um it's changed how i consider doing my work and what i want to do with my work what i want to do with the direction i want it to go and so that you know you have a lot of downtime you have a lot of time to process and so this has been the blessing the COVID doesn't surprise me the direction of what what the whole world needs to do, which is to really uh, wake up, and hopefully uh, it's, it's a waking up. With uh, your, uh, your gift and your skill in numerology, could, could you see COVID coming? You, you could see it. You could definitely see it astrologically coming, and it would come uh, because it has such a heavy Gemini influence, and Gemini rules the lungs. It was going to come in when it was going to come in, uh, how long the acute phase would last and when it would fade. And now it's the cleanup, but the um, actual virus itself is just kind of sleeping. It's really not gone. I mean, viruses don't go. They mute. Mm-hmm. They just mutate themselves. So it's still around. Uh-huh. It's still, you know, so it behooves people to really pay attention to their own, manage themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going away, but the bulk of it was to come in, and it was in the sign of Gemini. Gemini rules lungs, so that's the area it would hit. It would hit the lungs. Yeah. Yeah. And if you see, I wear a scarf all the time because okay. um, if you have prominent Gemini in your chart, you you need to protect your lungs and your throat. And if you do a lot of speaking or talking all the time, you need to always protect your lungs and your throat. 
So now when you go out in public, do you put the scarf up? Still? No, I don't wear any any mask. No mask. If, if I go to a doctor's office, I have to, but I don't wear any mask. No. I had COVID this past July for the first time. Okay. So I lasted two and a half years without getting it. I was thrilled. But then I was around a whole bunch of kids, and I had them driving in the car. I drove from Northern California to Southern California. And one of them, one of their roommates had it. Nobody said anything. And, of course, everybody got it. Yeah. Including me. Yeah. You know, we're kind of in shock right now because we just went recently, uh, within the last month, on a five-day cruise. And, uh, I, you know, I just thought for sure we'd come back from this cruise ship with 1,800 people and have it. However, it didn't happen, and what the, the way they handled it was, you know, everyone had to be tested, like, right oh up to God. the day before. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I mean, you went on the ship, and so consequently, we, we skated through that, which was a, a pleasant surprise, really. Well, I did all the vaccines. I, I yeah. believe in... in I believe in the spiritual realm and, the, and 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 taking care of yourself and eating right nutrition. And I also believe in doctors. I really think that God works through physicians as well and yes. through scientists as well. So that's my feeling and my belief. So I don't say it's either or. And um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, a lot of people I have come across who just didn't believe in it who got it. You know, they didn't believe in vaccines and they just got it anyway. You know, yes. so. God bless them. Anyway, but, you know, as far as my work, it gave me an opportunity to see, uh, was I going in the right direction? I've been doing this work for so many years. And did I, how did I want to position myself? How do I want to benefit other people? Because if you're not benefiting other people, why don't you go stay in bed? (laughs) You know, your work really needs to also benefit somebody besides you. Mm-hmm. And um, so the direction became more of that, you know, and and how can I do that? So Zoom has been a wonderful thing, but I really miss being in person a lot. I miss, yeah. You know, I call it the, uh, it's interesting, I call it the pandemic pause. And I always ask everyone who comes on this show how it affected them. And it's so interesting how many people have told me that it did enable them to step back, time out, and to reevaluate what they were doing and if they wanted to, in fact, continue doing that yeah. or if they wanted to make some adjustments. And I would say, in general, most of my guests have uh, come back and said that it's been a positive, difficult, very difficult, very unexpected yeah. But in, in general, it's been a positive thing, and it's wonderful to hear that. That so many. Yeah, I I basically my focus was on saving my husband's life, yeah. so my focus wasn't even on COVID. And for a few couple of years, I, that you know he had a couple of brain surgeries, and I mean I didn't even really follow COVID. I mean this is like. Yeah. We'd get the daily death report every day here in L.A., you know, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that's right. But I'm always living with death anyway at at, the, at any moment. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I just I didn't I didn't really go that way with COVID. And then you just have to live with the effects, it, you know. And I sold my house, which took time and move and do. So I was much more involved in the mainstream. Yeah, it was it was filled with obstacles because 
of COVID, everything was so shut down. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't get this or that. You couldn't, you, you know, even I ended up taking all my charitable things, getting a truck and taking them myself to to Salvation Army, to Goodwill, because nobody would come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it changed so much. And, and of course, nothing, you were dealing with, let's face it, when you're dealing with a life and death situation, yeah. you know, COVID is kind of something. Kind of, you know, since I don't know what it is, you know, and I'm in very good health, so I, I just really downplayed it until last summer when it was the last thing I expected, you know. <laughs> But anyway, it, why not, you know? And I do follow the the, the cycles. I, w- I, I finally am coming out of a very almost, well, two and a half year terrible period in my chart. And yeah. it actually ends next week. And so I'm just thrilled, 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 thrilled to be out of that or coming out of it. Well, I'm glad you're here to start that new. Yeah, thank you. And with us. And as all of you can see and hear, Gail is not a whiner. <laughs> no, I don't have the luxury of whining. Jesus, that would be nice. Wish I could. However, for those Nobody who, listen. who are still out there whining, my book, Thou Shalt Not Whine, the 11th commandment is always available. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Whine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombay, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Whine at Amazon.com. Welcome back, and I'm pleased to announce that Thou Shall Not Wine is now just recently available at audible.com. And if it's something you need to lift your spirits, get it and listen to it. Gail, before we go on, please share with our listeners your contact information, your website, and tell us a little bit about the exciting Zoom class that you're holding to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I have a website, gailminogue.com, and I also have a book called Divine Design, How You Created the Life You Are Living. So you definitely can be assisted by this because it talks to you about how you planned this and how you created this, and also um, you are real. There's a true work, and then there's the, the right work, and people usually do their right work, but they don't do their true work. And so what points out to you, your karmic corrections, your timing, your destiny, your personality, you know, it's, it's very helpful. So that's divine design, how you created the life you are living. You could get it on my website. And then also um, I'm having on March 18th, I'm doing a program on um, the sacred, the benefits 
um, um, assistance you get with numerology. So it's a 90-minute Zoom class, and wow. you can sign up on my website. And it's going to go into a lot of what I call the ancient mystery school information on numerology, as well as the day, day-to-day usage of numerology to help you. But a, a lot of people do not understand at all uh, the ancient world and which much of this information comes from and the, um, the connections that we have to the heavens. And it's ex- essential because once you start reincarnating as a human being, you're, you have a finite amount of time here. And what are you supposed to do here? Why did you even come here? And so I go over all of this with you. So it's a fa- it's going to be a fascinating 90-minute class. Well, and I recommend it highly, and I'm hoping to fit it in on my schedule. And to in order to sign up for the class, all you need to do is go to go to my yeah. website and look under events, and that's it's there. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, gailmanog.com. Yeah, and we're showing the website on the bottom of the screen. And Love it. Thank you. Go right there and check out events, and hopefully I'll see you there. Oh the- yeah, I, it it is. It's information you don't get in a book. Most of all my teachers were elderly when I learned this, and they all died, and they all, they were very authentic. They really didn't even take money. They just wanted to teach what they knew, what they had been, what they had discovered. Okay, go back and let's start with how did you get interested? Because this is a pretty unique uh, subject. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, people usually don't run into numerologists. They're always, they know their sun sign, and they may say they have a number, but they have not a clue as to what they actually have in numbers. Everything is numbers is an order in the universe. It's one of the first laws of the universe's order. Otherwise, the planetary forces would just be, you know, would be bombarded and just bumping into each other. So there's a real, real order of the universe. It's, it's this geometric order. It's what Pythagoras called the sacred geometry. Okay. And many years ago, um, I was working in, in um, uh, first of all, I never wanted to know my past life. I didn't even bother with any of that stuff. And I was sent to Houston to open an office um, for, at the time, Sprint. And um, I just bought a house. And Mm -hmm. one night, um, I had a visitor. And I had a visitor from the, what we'll call the invisible world. But it presented itself as a being in my room. And it instructed me to study uh, Pythagoras and Zen, and I had not a clue as to what this was all about at all. That was my instruction, was to study those two things. So I would go looking for a book called Pythagoras and Zen, which did not exist, and uh-huh. two different subjects, and eventually I ended up taking and studying Zen as well, but it was the numerology uh, that I found out came from Pythagoras, because he used sacred geometry back in about 630 BC, 635 Um, and taught the mystery school information. So it forced me to go into a world that I had no no idea. And my work, um, eventually, as you know, I've been a commodity broker forever. And so I live in a world that's completely the material world of finance and monies and that. But my feet are in the invisible world. And I just have to use, you know, of spiritual principles in the material world. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to be the bridge. Tell me a little bit about this visitor. Was it someone? It was a pre. I call it no. It was no. not. It was some priestly figure. Oh, okay. 
And that's what it was. And I was just stunned and I wouldn't tell anybody because I thought they'd think I'm crazy. And then uh, <laughs> I was being asked to return to California to work, uh, to run an, uh, uh, the whole Southern California region. I was sent back for an interview mm-hmm. and I knew I wouldn't take it because it was going to involve me being gone all the time. And I would, I had younger children um, recently divorced and I, you know, I had all this responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, they were young in school, but they were only in elementary school. So I turned it down. I was very, I was just so upset because I really wanted to move back to California I, um, from Texas. That, oh, yeah. that was where I really belonged. <laughs> anyway, um, so the long and short is that um, that night I was staying in a friend's townhouse in Sherman Oaks and, um, or Studio City, and I had another visitor. And this time it was basically a light. And it was speaking to me that um, what I was, what I was, and that I was being brought out of retirement to do specific work here. And, and I knew I couldn't ever, I could stay in what I was doing, but I could never return to just this man-made world of changeable, you know, it's always changing. Yeah. Um, you can't depend upon, you can only use this world, you can't depend upon it here. That's the rule. You can use it, but you can't depend upon it. You're only here for a finite amount of time. Right. You have a blueprint. You need to learn what it is. You need to use it. And this will help you and your timing on on things. So this is what I began to study. And I used it a lot in the commodities because um, everything is cycles and trends in the futures markets. So you can see it now. I can see it every day. Like from now to the end of the 20s is a very rough period, very rough till 2030. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's people would like this all to be over, but it's not going to happen. There is, it, there is no new normal yet. There's no new normal. This is complete disruption. And then yeah. it's exposing a lot of things, especially here in the United States that the United States is revisiting its time of the American Revolution. So we're going back to the 1760s and reliving and now correcting and going back to what we said we would do, which we have not done. Right. This is the period, but it's going to continue on all through the 20s. And so every system is being disrupted in financial, economic, social, you know, and now we're like, we feel like we're on the brink of a, a, a third world war. Well, um, it's possible, particularly mm-hmm. next year, but it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. it, it all depends on how, you know, how we present in the world. It's, it's, it's very possible. One of the things the United States is so disconnected from itself right now is a major event to bring the people back together. You know, it took like 911 to unite people, and um, so we have we have still not we're still not connected. We have just you know we're very polarized. So what will bring us together will be some probably very hard event, and um, yeah. I, you know I'm not predicting that, but that is a tool to use to stop this. One of the things that you have to look at is empires themselves, whether it's the British Empire or the Persian Empire or the Roman Empire, there's a finite amount of time that an empire lasts. Yeah. So the United States is an empire, and it is 
empires average about 250 years. The Roman Empire was a republic first, and then it became an empire, which so that's 500 years. But everything else is 250, 260, 237. It's around the 250. And that's where America is. America is around 248. Yeah. So she's ending an empire. Mm-hmm. Now, what, now, if you look at, say, uh, the British, they ended an empire. With, with India fell, and one by one, all the things fell. So 1950 was the end of the British Empire. And then it's now a, a, a country, regular country in the world. It doesn't have the empire anymore. And this is the same thing that can happen to the United States. It's going to have to join the rest of the world. Right now, you know, it's been forever this independent, uh-huh. we're the best, we're number one, da 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 And um, so it has to grow up and, and get out of the barbarian stuff into a more civilized nation and join the world uh, as a co-power. Yeah, and is this kind of what we're seeing when we're hearing the talk about uh, how the countries uh, from NATO and the countries in Europe are kind of joining uh, the United States, and is, is this going to form possibly a new uh, empire? It could. Uh-huh. It yeah. could. It could go from being a republic to being an empire of, but... Um, yeah. A lot has to be done. That's part of the disruption. And you're bringing out these authoritarian leaders that are basically going to be on the way out, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the age of this authoritarianism is, is ending. Once Pluto gets into the sign of Aquarius in the end of 2024, you're going to start seeing a return more to the people and away from the corporate government uh, incestuous relationship. Right now, it's all corporate ruling yeah. government. It's they're together. Mm-hmm. They're together and a completely corrupted legislature. Wow. It's cor- just very, very corrupted. Yeah. So, so it has to return to what was it going to do when it started in the 1780s? What was it going to do? Yeah. yeah. We are here. The United States is here to teach, to learn, to assimilate. That's the job of the United States is to learn to assimilate. If it can't do that, it's going to be forced into situations where it will end or be forced to assimilate. Oh, well, it's a, this is a very interesting uh, time to be alive, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, you cannot be really at peace unless you are really tuned into the invisible world. Because this place is just very disruptive, the world right now. And speaking of disruption, um, I wrote some books, and over 60 years ago, our country was totally disrupted by an incredibly awful assassination. Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country. Now, get ready for a theory that you've never heard before, but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past. January Jones speaks the unspeakable in her book, Jackie, Ari, and Jack, The Tragic Love Triangle, connecting Jackie and Aristotle Onassis romantically prior to JFK's assassination. Did you know that Ari was Jackie's guest in the White House during the JFK funeral? 
He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now, what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at JanuaryJones.com, Amazon.com, and Audiobooks.com, read by Ms. Jones. Welcome back with our expert numerologist, Gail McHugh. Gail, it's so nice to have you on the show. Could you briefly explain to my listeners what is the difference between numerology and astrology? Sure. If, if you have to first understand the heavens, you have to understand the structure of the universe or the, the entire planetary system out there, which we are unable to see because we still can't travel at the speed of light. Once we can, we will see everything, but we can't until we can travel at the speed of light. So right now it just looks dark. But everything is out there in this giant, um, what we'll say, network. Mm -hmm. And the network or the geometric structure holds the system together. So you learn numerology, you learn the system, that the, the mathematical system that is holding this together. And then inside of that are like constellations and everything. Uh, and so your astrology is based on these, I call it the rooms of the house. Uh -huh. And the rooms of the house are really the astrology. And how you change and move the rooms around or decorate them is, the say, transits and astrology or which house you're born in uh say maybe i'm born in the i'm in the born in the house of aquarius or i'm a whatever Sagittarius, yeah. you know whatever and so i'm born into one of these constellations it's where the planetary was aligned at the moment you took your first breath so when you take your first breath you were given an energy package this is your astrology okay Okay, the program itself is the numerology, is the whole structure. So the structure of, say, this is the personality we're going to have, this is the destiny you're going to have, this is the timing you're going to have, this is uh, the issues you're going to work with, this is the, going to be the emotional pain you're going to carry from prior lives, it's all there in the structure. And it's, it numbers mask sounds, because everything in the universe is sound. And so in the beginning, it will tell you in the Bible there was the word. What they mean, the word becomes flesh. It means sound becomes form. That's why what you say is so important. What you, what you're, what you speak, you, you, you set yourself up for a real mess. And so we don't want to whine, like you say. The worst thing you can do is whine and complain. The best thing you can do is have gratitude. Brother. And, you know, just constantly have gratitude. Just be gratitude you got up and able to walk to the bathroom. Because yeah. a lot of people can't do that. And so the astrology will show, like, I have a sun sign in Aquarius. And then I have a moon here. And this was the planetary situation when I took my first breath. Okay. So that gives me a, a blueprint of the rooms I'm working with inside of this uh, geometric structure. So, But I need to know the geometric structure. How can I tell the rest? I can't. So they, you need both. 
You need both, but you need to, most people only have the astrology part. Okay. And then that. numerology would be the key. Numerology yeah. is the key. If you, you want to study, that. if you want to study the Kabbalah, they will tell you, you have to know, you, to really study, first of all, you need to know Hebrew to yeah. really study it. You can't, you, Americans try, but you need to know Hebrew. And you need to be old enough because in the Kabbalah, you need to be at least 40 to be able to study it. Oh, uh-huh. to, you know, yeah. to really do this because yeah. it's this mystical Judaism, and to understand that you have to understand sacred geometry. Okay, because that is full of all of that. It's full of that in there. Mm-hmm. So as you go back and you start to study this, it gets more and more complicated. And and um, no, no, t- let's talk a little bit about uh, house numbers, license plates, uh, yeah, repetitive numbers. It was interesting when we our last home in Arizona, the the number on the house was 1108, and our grandson who came to live with us at that house for a few years, his birthday was 1108, and it just had such a great feeling when we realized the connection yeah. between the house number and his birth date. It was wonderful for us to figure that out on our own. And does that happen a lot for people? Well, people are very drawn to a house or yeah. apartment number or a unit number on a condo or a house. Don't pay attention to the main block of numbers for the whole apartment building. Pay attention just to your own unit. That's yeah. And remember, if it's a unit C, it's a three. Because numbers, letters, mask, numbers. Okay. And numbers mass sound. So even if you get a letter like an L, it's a 12, it's really a 3. One and a two is a 3. And okay. so, yeah, it, it, it's not surprising. People are attracted to, when they're in, say, a seven-year or a seven-pinnacle, they'll go get a, a seven-house. It'll be 25, you know, and it'll be, you add it, it's a seven. It, they're drawn right to that energy. If they have a karmic lesson in the number seven, boom, they go into a seven house because it draws them in. They say, oh, it's beautiful, it's lovely, but they don't understand the invisible work that's going on energy-wise to get them in that house. So they'll be working on their issue. And and what does uh, your birth date mean to you? Is that a special... Well, the birth date is your life path number, the road you're going to be on. You add the month to the day, Uh year, the month to day to year, you will get your life path number. It will reduce to a compound number. And it will then tell you the road you're on. You can't change that. That's the road you're on. So say you're on road number five, you're going to be a catalyst of change. And you're going to have lots and lots of change and movement in your life. Because five is the, is, can see the past and bring it forward into the future. It's the number in the middle between one and nine. Okay. So the United States is a five country. July 4, 1776 is a five. And so we're a catalyst of change for the world. So for our listeners, if you're trying to do this at home, you add your month, August, your date, 18, and then for the year, do you add 1943? Or do yes, you-, you would add 1, 9 is 10, and 4 is 14, and 3 is 17, 1 and 7 is 8. Okay. Oh, you just keep okay. adding until you get to that, you know, and then wow. you add. So you're born on an 18 day? Yeah, on the 18 So 8 and... Anything you add to nine, 18 is a nine. Anything oh. you add to that number will be the same thing. So just eight and eight, right? You're born in eight months. So yeah. 
you're you have a seven life path. Oh, seven. Yeah. No, and it's interesting. I've always been attracted to the number seven. Well, that is your number. It's your main road you're on. Okay. That is your life path. That's your learning lesson of the number seven. So you cannot, sevens need to work at two levels. They need to work and develop the higher conscious mind and to know. Uh, they can't be around fools, stupid people. You know, there's, there's no, you just have to be around smart. You have to be around smart. Because, you know. That's why I've had you on the show. You just, of course. Yeah, there we go. But I'm a five, but I don't have any missing numbers. But say you have a missing number in your name. Was your birth name January? Uh, no, actually, it was Janice. Okay, do you have, uh, uh, what was your middle name at birth? Christine. Okay, what was your, what was your, what was your maiden name or your birth name? Oh, that's a long one, Wisniewski. Do you have a Y in Wisniewski? No. Okay, that's you don't have any seven in your name. No. No. That's why you have a seven life path. You have to learn the lessons of the seven. Okay. So it's a learning lesson. And the learning lesson is develop the higher conscious mind. Never assume. Don't take things at face value. Question a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be around smart people and develop the intellect and get certificates, degrees, and credentials in this lifetime. Okay. Don't just, like, take a course here and a course there. Get the credentials for the work. So now for my listeners who I'm encouraging to sign on for your Zoom session, if they come to your Zoom session, will you go? uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I go over. We're going to have 90 minutes of this. We'll go over. And then it goes very well. I'm going to do a second. second. For those who went to the first one, then I'll do a second one to bring them along to a higher level and keep going. That's right. I will be. I'll be at the head of the class because I will already know I'm a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And people really stumble and say, well, wait a minute, do I add the months to the day, to the year, to what do I do with, what do I do with this if I have two digits and blah, blah, blah. I've, already, I've got it already. Okay, right now we're going to hear about some incredible priceless personalities just like Gail who have been on my show in the past. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul. People who have faced difficult problems. People who have struggled to find solutions. People who fearlessly shared their stories. People who have not only informed you, but inspired you. People who have priceless personalities. I have been fortunate to host an internet radio talk show called January Jones Sharing Success Stories. And it has been my privilege to interview hundreds of guests. My guests have shared their stories, their struggles, their secrets, and their successes in their own words. In this book, we're talking about people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, runaway kids, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, and starting over. Then there are my guests dealing with difficult physical struggles such as blindness, cancer, and birth defects that are beyond traumatic. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They have amazed, amused, and even astonished me. I have adored getting to meet them, and I adore sharing them with you.
Attention all listeners, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, Volume 2 is now available at Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle editions. You'll be able to meet 10 amazing people who will be sharing their own personal stories with all their struggles, successes, and solutions sprinkled with lots of humor and hope. Priceless Personalities features a teenager who becomes one of the famous Supremes from Motown, a nurse who has a humorous helps people to heal, an inspiring laughter yoga instructor, a mother dealing with the loss of a child, an incredible motivational speaker, a woman who married five times, a gifted paranormal nurse, a wise economist, a funny female humorist, along with an older man sharing his sweet childhood in the deep south. January's guests are all amazing and amusing. You will never forget meeting them. Go to Amazon.com for your own priceless experience. Welcome back with the Priceless Personality visiting with us here today. Gail, you mentioned that the United States is going to have to do something or something is going to happen. When you're talking about a major event, I mean, what could be bigger than this pandemic are you talking about something like a world war or, or that? I, I, I don't know what, you know, if we would just, you know, start uh, changing our man, manners and changing the way we conduct ourselves, mm-hmm. um, there doesn't have to be any kind of major event. But we're leading up to um, having something that will unite us, bring us to a point where, like, WW. Two, where everybody worked together and yeah. everybody, you know, and when, when 9-11 happened, everybody was a New Yorker. There was these unifying incidents. Oh, and um, if we're not going to unify, uh, and right now it doesn't look like it because it's, it's gotten worse. And then we also have a very corrupted legislature mm-hmm. and, and that's leading, you know, they don't really represent the people. No. And, you, and the states have become... Um, you know, again, of more federalism, and it's you know, it's going to be more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what's going to unite this ragtag group of 50 states um, that they all, you know, don't, you know, they're even some are talking about breaking off because they really have no idea. They don't have really a world view. They don't understand the world. We've never been invaded. We don't know what it's like to have war on our soil. Okay. We don't know. And, and the other night, my husband and I watched the documentary on the uh, people in Ukraine and what they are going through and how they it, they had underground activities trying to help and, and kind of the same things that went on in World War II. And even in the Civil War, you had this underground movement. So I, I just, uh, are you hopeful? Um, I'm, I'm very hopeful getting to 2030, you know, I just, it's, it's, um, it's getting to 2030. (laughs) It's the rest of the Uh twenties and you have to really pay attention to what you feed your mind with and to really stay connected to the invisible world, to really, to your true home. This is not your home. I always call everybody's here as a tourist. You're going to get in and you're going to get out. What scares people is they don't know how they're going to get out. <laughs> that, really, basically, that's the greatest fear they have is they don't know how they're going to get out. Are they going to suffer? Or are they just going to, you know, fall yeah. asleep and not wake up? And um, because they're terrified. And so, uh, but we're here for a reason. 
Now, each one of us has a reason. We need to understand our reason and, and get work in the world, what I call, of creativity rather than the world of competition. Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. we don't know how to really create. We, we really know how to c- compete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to create at a higher level, which is very different than than in a world of competition where you're either holding a job or you're starting a company or you're, you know, it's all about. But in the world of the invisible, it's all about creation and learning how to manifest. Well, being speaking as a number seven and be, always being full of hope, it's <laughs> wonderful having you on the show. And you've given me hope, actually, because uh, you've given me hope we'll get to 2030 and that my yeah, the United States has a great chart. It's a very lucky chart. Uh-huh. It, it has to go through this because it's created a lot of problems for itself. We are the strongest nation in the world. We have the best military, the best economy, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we, yeah. we don't really do a very good job in managing ourselves. Well, I think all the abundance has been one of our big problems. Well, we haven't really, we, we just uh, expect, you know, we're pretty ungracious. We're not very gracious as a group. Okay, one last question, and I asked everyone before we end the show, if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, besides me, uh, who would you choose to dine with? Gail? Probably Abraham Lincoln. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. He had a lot of wisdom, and this is what's lacking is wisdom. A lot of smart people, but they're not very wise. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's a very (laughs) – wisdom is wise. Wisdom is much better than smart. (laughs) Yeah. Look what smart got us, you know. Okay, and for our listeners, if you want to enjoy some wisdom, <laughs> you would be wise to sign up for Gail. <laughs> Is that a great plug? Hey, thank you. I'll see you all in my Zoom for you will not be disappointed. Yes. And hopefully I'll see you there. Thank you, January. Thank okay. you so much for having me on. Wonderful. Uh, to our listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our time together. We've enjoyed visiting with you. We've tried to be very informative and inspiring. And my upcoming guests will be just like Gail, eclectic and energizing. Next Tuesday, 2 p.m., I'm looking forward to welcoming Cindy Watson, and she is the author of The Art of Feminine Negotiation. We probably need a lot of that, don't we, Gail? (laughs) All of us need to learn how to negotiate and ask for a discount. Okay, yeah. Ask for a discount. Okay, and so as as we're closing, my 80-year-old thought for the day is that I was thinking that as the aliens go flying by Earth and they look down, that's probably why they all go home and lock their doors. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you for entering the No Wine Zone with us today. And please share our stories and our show with everyone you know. Remember, it's so important. Stop whining and start smiling. And if that doesn't work, then you can just go out and start eating chocolate. Love and lots of chocolate, at least until 2030. <laughs>
<laughs> bye bye, Gail. And bye, January. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. To our listeners, take care and stay safe until we meet again next Tuesday at 2 p.m. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.